Welcome to a single serving podcast. This is where we change the discussion around being single into one that doesn't suck. I'm your host, Shaney Silver. I'm a writer and freelancer based in Brooklyn, and I've been single for 11 years. Whenever I see content for single women online, it's about dating, how to date, where to date, how to date better, how to survive dating. And I think we deserve more than that. So on this podcast, it's my goal to expand what we talk about when we talk about being single and acknowledge the realities of it that non-single people don't get to see. I'll be joined every week by guests and we'll talk about the positives, the negatives, and all the parts in between, and hopefully laugh about them too. Thank you so much for joining me. This week's episode is going to be a little different. I wanted to take a second to answer questions and comments that have come in from podcast listeners and from people who have read my writing. Um, and if you ever have questions, you can absolutely email them to a single serving podcast at gmail.com. I respond to everybody. I will try to answer as many questions as possible in an actual podcast episode. Um, and I love hearing from you guys. So please feel free to get in touch anytime. And um, so it's just going to be me this week. I promise to keep it as not awkward as possible. I have a tendency to ramble and talk too fast. So let's just hope for the best. Um, The first question that I want to answer is someone recently asked me, how have things been different since you deleted your dating apps? And for those of you who don't know, about three months ago, I deleted every dating app that I had. I um, deleted my accounts. I uninstalled the apps. There has been zero swiping in my life since like the end of January. And um, the short answer, how has my life been? My life has been fantastic. I think um, it was a really tough decision for me to make, and it was a really big change in my day-to-day because for the better part of 11 years, I have been online dating. Um, I've never had a relationship result from it. It's essentially just been one shitty story after the other. And um, I sort of finally had this like come to Tinder moment where I decided, you know, enough is enough. I'm not enjoying this. I, I hate the time I spend swiping. I never get responses to any of the messages I send. I rarely match with people anymore. And the um like the turnover on actually going on dates was just almost nothing um at this point so i was really ready to get rid of the apps and just sort of see what life was like without them because i had been relying on them for so long as my only inroad to meeting people that i wanted to give something else a try so i deleted them all and when I did that, I realized how much space and how much energy I had been giving to online dating. And all of the time that I was spending in online dating was full of negativity. There wasn't anything positive coming out of it. There wasn't anything other than horror stories coming out of it. Feelings of failure, feelings of disappointment, just constant like letdowns coming from online dating. And so now having been out of it for a few months, I'm actually a little embarrassed that I didn't delete them sooner because, um, life is just better now for lack of a better way to put it there's so much more space that i have like time wise brain wise energy wise for things that matter to me like one of the things that has happened since i deleted my dating apps is the podcast you're listening to right now like i have time for that i have space for that i have motivation for that um and i didn't before and that's just one example and there's other stuff that i've added to my life since that's just as awesome and just as fulfilling for me but um I realized that I was giving way too much space to something that was giving me nothing back. And um, as a result, I am a big fan of deleting your online dating apps altogether, but only if you fit into one of two buckets. So the bucket that I was in was online dating was a solely negative experience. Um, It was just this constant barrage of 
negative reinforcement and negative experiences. And I just, it just needed to stop. I I needed to stop having this huge part of my life that was just one massive letdown. And if you are online dating and you're experiencing like, like if you're in the shit, delete your dating apps, just delete them, just get rid of them, fight the fear that you're never going to meet anyone because realize we're not meeting anyone anyway and open your life up to a possibility that you can meet someone anyway instead of just this one way if you are unhappy with online dating delete your dating apps if you take one thing away from this podcast episode please take that Um, however if you enjoy online dating if you meet people all the time if you're having great encounters if you've had relationships come out of it or whatever you view as success from online dating keep going I don't mean to discourage anybody that is happy with online dating and having a good time I just think if you're not having a good time stop giving it your time just move on see what else you can fill that space space with. I promise you it will be more positive and more fulfilling than online dating ever was. At least that has proven true for me. So end rant about dating apps, but like, you know, delete them. Um, The next question is kind of similar. Someone recently asked me, is it okay to online date if I don't know what I want? And this question came in and it was a, a much longer email. And I got the sense from the email that the woman that wrote it was kind of hesitant to online date in the first place, but sort of felt obligated to online date because there's this sort of feeling like if we don't online date, how are we ever going to meet someone? And that sucks because we all know plenty of people that met in real life. We know plenty of people that met a million different ways. And, um, I've noticed that a lot of single women, particularly single women around my age bracket, like the over 30 crowd, we sort of narrow our focus in to think that like, the surefire way to meet someone like the closest inroad is online dating. And I don't necessarily think that that's true. It certainly hasn't been true for my life. And I hear from enough women that I know it's not true for many other lives as well. So um, in general, no, I don't think you need to know what you want to online date. I just think you need to know that you want to online date. You need to be confident in that decision that you're willing to give it a try. Um, and go into it openly and with an open mind and see how it goes. Um, as far as knowing what you want from a partner, I, I don't think you need to nail that down before you online date. I think you can keep yourself open to being surprised and delighted by what you find. Um, just be very aware that you might not be so delighted by what you find. Um, it's really online dating can be a mixed bag. And I think we all have different experiences with it. And um, I wish this person the best of luck. The next thing I want to talk about is solo travel. I've had a few questions come in recently around solo travel, and what's been interesting is I've been asked for advice about the emotional side of traveling alone. And I've written like packing lists and guides and stuff before for solo travel, but I've never touched on how to deal with the emotions that come up when you travel by yourself. Um, I am a writer. I am far better on paper than I am into a microphone. So I have written a guide for this. It's called um, Emotional Advice for Solo Travel, and it's on shaneysilver.com if you want to read that. Um, But some of us learn by listening, so I'll also answer the question here. So solo travel can be a really, really emotional experience, particularly if it's your first time traveling alone. And I think it's um, a lot of, there's a lot of fear and anxiety that keeps us from traveling alone for the first time. I say that for myself too. It for sure kept me from going places by myself for years and years. Um, So I have a few pieces of advice around this. The first is start small. If you've never traveled by yourself, take a trip that is not that far from where you live, that's easy to get to, that is logistically sound, that 
doesn't freak you out. My first solo travel ever was from New York to Washington, D.C. by train. I went for a long weekend. Um, I knew all the museums I wanted to see. I knew a couple restaurants I wanted to try. And um, it felt like a very soft landing. So I, I advise that because of what I'll talk about next. And that is um, when you travel by yourself, it's really common for emotions to swell up no matter how mentally prepared you are to travel by yourself. Um, it can manifest in a variety of different ways for different people. But for me, a massive amount of anxiety and fear came up when I was traveling by myself. Um, so much so that there were parts of the trip that I couldn't enjoy because I was just so freaked out and anxious, um, even just doing really mundane things. So walking around a museum, I would feel anxious. Sitting down to read a book and order a glass of wine at a bar, I would feel anxious. Um, sitting down for an entire meal made me super anxious. Um, and the advice that I have for dealing with whatever the emotions are that come up for you is simply to feel them. Acknowledge the way that you're feeling and acknowledge that it's okay. I think as single women, we're taught a lot by society, by friends and family, whoever it is, we're taught to take whatever emotions we're having around being single and make them better, change them, fix them, improve them, make them better. And it is perfectly okay to feel whatever emotions you're feeling when you travel by yourself. And I think if you try to shove them down or not feel them or deny them or change them, they're going to come back up again. But if you give yourself the space to feel whatever you're feeling in whatever moment you're feeling it while you're traveling by yourself, you actually get to like move past it. You get to feel it, let it consume you if you need to. And then over time, you're going to feel that less and less and you're going to grow in your confidence as a solo traveler and it will get better and better over time to the point where like, honestly, I'm nervous to travel with other people at this point. I would rather like be by myself. But um, in the beginning, I think you need to give yourself permission. You certainly have my permission to feel whatever it is you're feeling when you travel by yourself. Um, also, at whatever time you happen to be feeling that, that's okay too. So like if you are um, at a museum wandering around looking at beautiful art and you start to feel fearful or sad or lonely or anxious, go to the bathroom and take a minute. Like breathe. <laughs> take a few deep breaths, acknowledge your feelings, feel your feelings and realize that it's completely okay. And there's nothing wrong with you or what you're doing in that moment. I think acknowledging feelings and allowing ourselves to feel them is a really important part of moving forward. So I would encourage you to feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. And um, one of the ways that I sort of allow myself to take a beat when I solo travel and um, take care of myself when I solo travel is to make sure that I'm really comfortable. Um, comfort can manifest for me in a lot of different ways. One of the ways is um, the kind of hotels that I choose. I don't choose Airbnbs because I feel more safe and secure at hotels. That's just me. If you'd rather be in an Airbnb or something like that, go for it. But I make sure where I'm staying feels really comfortable and safe to me. I make sure that the clothes I wear every day, the shoes I wear every day are very, very comfortable and that I feel very confident in what I'm wearing. Um, I like to make sure that I have, like, I'm a lunatic, so I always have, like, disinfecting wipes in my bag and I always have tissues and a cliff bar and water. Like, anything that could possibly happen during the day, it's probably in my bag with me. Um, so make yourself as comfortable and secure as possible while you're solo traveling because that's just sort of sets, like, a good 
baseline so that whatever emotions come up, you can handle them because you're not handling other shit at the same time. And I hope that makes sense and is identifiable. But um, yeah, so those are those are my big pieces of advice for solo travel. Um, just the fact that you want to travel somewhere alone, you should be really proud of yourself. I'm really proud of you. Um, I think traveling alone is not something that we are um, societally conditioned to do. Trips are done in groups or in pairs or, or whatever it is. So please be really proud of yourself for... Um, considering solo travel for wanting to do it. Um, I think it's a really big mental leap to make. And I think that you should be really proud of yourself for that. Um, Also go, (laughs) go on a trip by yourself. Absolutely. Start small, work your way up, go where you want to go. And and please don't let being single hold you back from seeing what you want to see and experiencing what you want to experience. Um, Because that's just, that's, that sucks. I think that we should do what we want to do and see what we want to see, regardless of whether or not we have someone with us. And um, I promise you the the emotions that come up when you solo travel, they will start to dissipate over time if you feel them, if you acknowledge them and you realize that they're okay, um, because they are okay. And so are you and you deserve to see the world. The last thing I will say about solo travel in this episode anyway, um, there's one piece of advice that I want to give that nobody's going to want to hear, but I think it's really important to acknowledge. And that is do not treat solo travel strictly as an opportunity to meet someone. Don't even think of solo travel as an opportunity to meet someone, because if you do, you're assigning a goal to that trip. And if you don't achieve that goal on that trip, you're going to come home feeling less satisfied by that trip. And you're spending way too much time and way too much money to give yourself a goal that might not be fulfilled because it's not something that you can necessarily control. Like you cannot orchestrate your meet cute. It just isn't a thing. So you have to treat solo travel as solo travel for you, not simply an opportunity to meet someone. And when you tell people that you're traveling somewhere alone, they're going to say, oh, that's so great. Maybe you'll meet someone. Tell them to shut the fuck up and tell them I said so. That's not why you're traveling alone. You are traveling alone for you, not to meet somebody else. Please remember that as you book your trip. Please remember that when you're on your trip, just go for you and have a good time. And that's the goal. And that way you come home really satisfied by what you've done. I love this next question a lot because I think it's something that everybody can relate to. And it's also, it's bringing up a recurring theme that I've seen a lot since I started making this podcast and since I've been talking to a lot of women about just our lives in general. The question I got was, um, what should I do when people partner up and the only way I see my friends is if I make all the effort? So I think that's a really familiar theme. Um, As single women, when we stay single and the people around us tend to partner up, the focus becomes less about spending time with us and more about spending time with their partners. And we tend to harbor resentment for that, but don't because they've done something really great for themselves and they're really happy and that's exactly what they should be. Um, But they also should be putting as much relationship putting as much effort into their relationship with you as you put into your relationship with them. So if you find yourself constantly having to be the one that makes the plans, that sends the email saying, hey, we haven't had dinner in forever, let's hang out. If you are always the person that has to do that, or you simply won't see your friend, you need more friends. (laughs) The theme that I've noticed recently is that as single women, we need more friends. And it's really, really hard to make new friends. 
that's just the truth of it. It's actually very, very difficult to meet new friends as an adult once you've moved past like a college or grad school situation and friends aren't just sort of baked into your life every day. Um, so it's it's hard to do and it's hard to admit, but if you're feeling just sort of less, less important, less um, less top of mind, if you're just feeling less connected to your friendships than you used to, you do need some more friendships. And I'm not saying like let go of the old friendships, keep them, but also make some new ones. Um, and everybody wants to know how to make new friends, where to make new friends, what to do. We're all terrified to like, put ourselves out there in general, I think that's just like a universal theme because we're scared of rejection, right? Um, And in some ways, I think it's harder for us to feel rejected by potential new friendships than potential new partners. So I feel for you, believe me, I'm just as terrified to make new friends. It makes me feel just as vulnerable and just as scared. Um, So I'm right there with you. And I also... I'm always looking to add to my friend group as well, because I think, um, and several of the guests that I've had on the podcast have mentioned this, like your community is so vital to every part of you. It's so vital to the way that you view the world and the way that you view your life and how much you enjoy your day to day. So building your community around you is really, really important and it's worth your effort. And I also think it's worth your vulnerability. And I try to live that as much as possible as well. Um, Like I just started a book club because I've always wanted to. I've always been really jealous of my friends that have had a book club. And I was just like, well, fuck it. I want a book club. So I started one. Um, And you're going to want to know how. So when I answered this question over email to the woman that asked it, she wanted to know like one inroad to making new friends. And I will tell you exactly what I told her. And it's going to sound batshit crazy, but it's actually true. Look into groups on Facebook. And I know that sounds bizarre because like who uses Facebook, but actually like 2 billion people use Facebook. So it's super weird. It's going to feel awkward, but look into Facebook groups that are local to where you live and that also sort of pertain to an interest of yours. Like if you're super into yoga, if you're super into cooking, astrology, I don't give a shit what it is, but find your people And then once you've found them, connect with them, suggest a meetup, join an existing meetup, suggest a book club, suggest something that brings people together. I think a big uh, mistake that people in general make, but especially that single women make, is that we sort of wait for things to happen to us rather than us going out and making things happen for ourselves. So um, the biggest answer to this question that I have is don't wait for life to come to you. Go find life. You have to go and find it. You have to put the effort in. You have to try or you're just going to keep getting nothing because you're not putting effort in. So make the effort to connect with people, branch out beyond what you've branched into before. Um, And if you're not comfortable doing it online, there are other ways to do this. There are... um, I hate the classes example because everyone's like, oh my God, take a cooking class. You'll meet someone. The only men in cooking classes are married. Can we just acknowledge that, please? Like I can't. Um, But take classes on other things. Like if you want to learn a new language, if you want to um, learn a new skill or like practice a hobby, whatever it is, just throw yourself into something new where there are other people around you. I know that um, an online-based solution to making new friends seems weird because it's like putting one communication step in between you and actual people. Um, But it's a start and it's kind of like an easier way to 
uh, wade into making new friends. But I also strongly encourage like in real life examples of this as well. Um, And I really hope that that fully answers the question for the listener that asked it. And I hope it answers the question for other women, because I know we're all struggling with how to make new friends and where to make new friends. And it's going to take a little bit of bravery and it's going to take a lot of effort. But um, I think anyone who's ever had a friend can agree that that effort is 100% worth it. The last question I want to answer um, was really surprising to me because I didn't expect to get it. Um, And it just goes to show like how much we don't know how we're perceived because I didn't think that I was giving off this impression, but apparently I am. So somebody uh, recently asked me, um, do I ever think I'm going to meet someone because the way that I talk about being single, I speak about it with permanence as if I think I'm going to be this way forever um, and also not have a problem with that. But just in general, I talk about being single in a way that that makes it seem like it's it's my life from here on out. Um, Sorry for that. I don't think that that's true. Um, I firmly believe with every part of me that I am going to be in love again one day. I am going to have a partner again one day. I might have several partners from now to the end of my life. I don't know. Um, But I do think that I will receive love and give love again in my life at some point. Um, And I I really firmly believe that. And I don't mean to write about or speak about being single in a way that makes it sound like I've given up on the idea or I hate the idea because I don't. I genuinely love the idea of love and partnership and companionship. I think it's an absolutely beautiful thing and I genuinely look forward to it. However, I will not spend the time of my life before I find that as a miserable person. I will not feel like a failure. I will not feel like a disappointment. I will not feel wrong simply because I'm not partnered. Um, And by the same token, when I am partnered eventually one day, I'm not going to feel any more right than I was when I was single. Um, So it's really important to me to be clear about that, that a lot of the work I do and a lot of the um, sort of advocacy for single life that I do is meant to help single women who do not enjoy this time in our lives to hopefully enjoy it more because I think it's a completely valid part of life. I think it's a really fun part of life. It's a really expansive part of life. And I don't want any of us to wake up one day when we are partnered and realize that we sort of shut our eyes to what being single could have been. Um, So yes, I do think I will be with someone someday, but I just refuse to be unhappy in the meantime. So that's that. As always, I cannot thank you enough for listening, for subscribing to this podcast. Um, If you have a chance to rate the podcast and leave a review, that would mean so much to me. I I genuinely appreciate the audience that this podcast has generated in a very short amount of time. Um, You are very appreciated, and I hope that I'm giving you something that you enjoy. Um, If you would like to get in touch, ask a question, make a comment, um, please email a single serving podcast at gmail.com. I answer every email myself. This is just me. So please feel free to get in touch. Um, and you can also join the private Facebook group for listeners of this podcast. Um, it's on Facebook. You can search a single serving podcast and you'll find us. Um, I'm also on Instagram at a single serving podcast and, um, yeah, I hope you get in touch. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and for supporting this discussion of single life. I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy to have you here.